Check, check, check. What up? What's up, everybody? Hey, welcome to uh, Fearless Politics. Going to be talking about a few different things today. We're going to really heavily focus, though, on the uh, California recall election coming up in a few weeks. So sit back. Here we go. So I don't, I don't think it's any secret of where I stand and the way I vote, the things I think about. I talk about it all the time on social media. Um, I also talk about it on the show. I even talk about it on my entertainment show where I'll just tell you exactly what I'm thinking, exactly how I'm feeling because I don't think you can separate the two, right? I don't think you can talk about your everyday life and things that are going on without talking also about you know, how you believe politically and, and what you think is going to happen and how you think things should go. It's just the way, you know, you live your life. This is the way I live my life. Like, I live it out loud, homie. So whatever I say, I mean. And I try to stick to my guns and I try to be honest with you about things. And I also try to be honest with myself because ultimately at the end of the day, for me, I can't really look at myself in the mirror um, if I haven't stuck to my guns and sometimes sticking to your guns, man, it's, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it is uh, painful. Like you end up racking up real loss, right? Like you lose friends, you, you know, you lose sponsors, you, um, you know, you rock the boat and when you rock the boat, sometimes you, uh, you make people around you uncomfortable. Even some of your like closest friends and, and uh, people that support you and believe in what you're doing. I mean, none of that has been any more evident than uh, during the COVID situation over the last 18 months, walking around, um, putting myself in situations where I'm walking into a store without a mask or something like that. And the people around me are, you know, like, dude, just, just put the damn mask on, man. Like, no, listen, it, it, at some point you've got to take a stand. Right. At some point, the words that you say to your friends behind closed doors have to have some sort of weight and meaning when you walk outside those doors. Right. Like at some point you have to do that. If you don't, then you're just complying blindly and you're going along with the tide for no particular reason other than the fact that you don't want to rock the boat. Well, the boat needs to be rocked. The boat needs to be all the way rocked, flipped upside down. That's exactly what needs to happen right now. And those of you who are complaining and, and whining and moaning about the way things are um, and, and have, but have also complied with all of the things uh, like mask mandates and shutdowns and lockdowns and vaccines and everything else, not to say that everybody who did that in the first few weeks is a bad person. And I don't necessarily think that everybody who does those things now is necessarily a bad person, but you are part of the problem. Over the first few weeks, people doing this, it's you know acceptable because we're all trying to figure out what's going on. But as the data and the information started to become more and more evident, it became more and more evident that this was uh, a, a flu-like virus. Um, yes, it had some different characteristics as it would, you know, like be expected to have, we are after all talking about a virus that was that was manufactured in a lab specifically to attack the human body. It's 
already had like a 10-step head start on other viruses, which um, a lot of which start usually in animals. And then they spread through animals and then they, you know, go to humans and they've, they've already spread and they've already kind of had their strains and, and, and it's kind of been weakened and stuff. This uh, was not the same. And there is no debate about that. Even, even the left in this country is starting to admit to the fact that this looks more and more like it was a gain-of-function research gone wrong or maybe gone right for the Chinese communist government. And that's where it all began. So now here we are. We're closing in on the final quarter of the year. Um, we're 18, 19 months deep on this, very soon to be rocking two years of mask mandates, shutdowns, lockdowns, um, you know, emergency COVID response um, policies that have um, basically cut everybody off at the knees, screwed up the schools, forcing your kids to wear masks at school with no evidence uh, to suggest that that does anything to stop the spread. In fact, it shows the opposite. And not even paying attention to the potential long-term effects of wearing a mask or the vaccine. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I think vaccines have been pretty good over, you know, over our lifetime. There is risk in anything that you do. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and she was like, well, if I want to take the vaccine... Um, I don't know why you're making a big deal about it. Like, that's my choice. Yeah, you're right. That is your choice. I'm not making a big deal about you taking the vaccine. I'm making a big deal about you suggesting that I must take the vaccine. Go mind your own business, man. You people that sit around mocking and marginalizing and criticizing those who don't do the exact same thing that you do are the same imbeciles running around with the coexisting intolerance bumper stickers that never extend that courtesy of those two things to anyone who thinks differently than you. That's a fact. And it should be embarrassing to you, but it's not. You continue to do the same crap day in and day out. Yes, you should have the right to take the vaccine. And she was telling me, look, I assume that risk. I know that there's been some deaths and I know that there's been some breakthrough cases, but I assume the risk. Exactly. And that's exactly what I've been saying. I assume the risk of not getting vaccinated or not wearing a mask or, or catching COVID. Look, if I feel sick and I have symptoms, which the overwhelming majority of people who end up getting COVID experience, then I'm going to stay home. But I've always been that way. I've always washed my hands well. I've always been cognizant of not to touch my face because that's how viruses spread. You know, um, and that's just the way I've always been. But I should have the right to be able to make those decisions too. I should have the right to be able to mitigate the risk for my life and the people around me. And I do every single day, regardless of the nonsensical crap that comes out of the people's mouths who love masks and just can't wait to wrap their face up. I make those risk assessments on a daily for a family that I'm in charge of, that I'm responsible for, uh, a couple of which who have um, underlying conditions and I, I make those determinations because what good is it for you to be so afraid of dying that you stop living? It's just remarkable to me. So we're going to talk a little bit about that in just a few minutes, but uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about this recall. The recall is the most important thing for people out there. And despite 
uh, the commercials that you've seen talking uh, with, uh, you know, whatever her name is, uh, Elizabeth Warren and, and uh, some of these others, there really hasn't been many people to come to Gavin Newsom's defense. There really hasn't been. I mean, Hollywood's not giving him any money. Uh, Auntie Nancy Pelosi is not really giving him any love. There's been like no real effort from anybody to kind of throw him a life preserver, mainly because even though those people are leftists, they know that this dude is a, a monumental embarrassment and a clown. And I'm sorry if that offends you, but if that offends you, you probably shouldn't be listening to this show anyway. He is an, a monumental disaster, a petulant child, somebody who has been absolutely on the wrong side of every single thing since he was mayor of San Francisco. And since he's been governor, uh, we've experienced even worse problems than we had, um, which we've seen in this state because the state is run by Democrats and liberals in the state legislature for decades. Um, we have seen policies that have been just catastrophic. Whenever I talk about left-wing policies, it's all based in this mental disorder narcissistic viewpoint that they can live your life better than you and and they should have a say in what goes on with your life but but not you right you they they believe in freedom of choice so long as it's all about money and sticking a needle into a fetus's head and ripping its body parts apart but but not when it comes to vaccines not when it comes to school choice not when it comes to masks and stuff like that no 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 there's no there's no choice there we're not talking about old school surfer hippie liberals who believe that they want the government to be small and get out of their face. We're talking about these new bizarre communist socialist left wing lunatic nutbags that have been out here running up and down the streets for the past five years or so and have wreaked havoc. We're talking about the defund police crowd. We're talking about the BLM and the Antifa lunatics who laughably call themselves Antifa yet employ every fascist policy and, and, and way about going about doing their business that you could possibly think of. And I'm talking about those kind of leftists. Those kind of leftists are the ones who are running the state of California. Those guys. So let's take a quick look at California and what's been going on uh, in the last few years especially since Gavin Newsom has take, taken uh, office. Under probably, I don't know, uh, suspicious circumstances at best, the state of California has a wild, long history of cheating in elections. Uh, it, it, it just is. I mean, it's historic. You can look back. It's, it, it has Our ability to cheat elections in California is as solid and historic as corruption in the city of Chicago. You know, you could look it up. It's just that simple. So let's take a look first and foremost at homelessness. All right. Homelessness increased 16.2% from 2007 to 2020. Now, Gavin Newsom wasn't the governor in 2007, uh, but this just kind of shows you the trajectory of California and the fact that it's been run by the Democratic legislature for decades and decades and decades, despite the fact that there have been a couple of uh, Republican governors. Really, uh, Pete Wilson was the last. People say Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's a douche. He never was a Republican, never will be. Screw your freedoms! A dumb, big, giant piece of mother... 
F him. Okay, I'm not even going to get into Schwarzenegger. He's a complete clown. And just go bang a maid and make an ugly kid, you stupid bastard. Anyway, uh, so 16.2% from 2007 to 2020. Homelessness is up 6.8% alone from 2019 to 2020. That was when Lord Newsom was in charge. And that is before COVID. Okay, we have the highest population of homelessness and the highest percentage of homelessness in the nation, y'all. Okay, and, and what do they do to fix that? Well, let's take a look at what they did to fix that. Uh, Gavin Newsom assigned a homelessness czar, which is something that the Democrats and the left-wing imbeciles and lunatics have been doing since the beginning of time. Every time there's a problem, let's get a commission. Let's, let's appoint a czar. Yeah, let's pay another unelected bureaucrat to take a look and give us exactly the information we want to get so that we can go in front of people and push policy. What an absolute embarrassment. That's your idea of fixing homelessness, to get some idiot moron loser to be the czar of homelessness. To do what? To drive around and look and be like, oh my God, there's homelessness there. Wow, there's a lot of homelessness over here. What, what does a homelessness czar do? Well, I'll tell you what this administration has done. Uh, they have gotten that czar, and then they've been targeting landlords. Targeting landlords? How is that going to help homelessness long term? By getting after landlords who are evicting people who can't pay their rent. How about we help the people who are in those places that are renting to help them be able to keep the amount of money to be able to pay their rent? Because if you have the highest income tax in the country, which California does, and you have the highest gas tax in the country, which California does, and you have about the highest gas prices in the country, which California does, the highest regulation, the poorest business community, the poorest business climate, highest regulation, when you start having all of those things, you're taking more and more and more money away from people who could use that money to pay rent, who sometimes can't pay rent on time because they're busy, you know, squandering their money on heat and food and stuff or gas to get to their job. When you continue to siphon money out of their bank accounts, and don't tell me that we do this just for the people who are rich in this, in this state. That's not true. First of all, the, the celebrities, the, the Hollywood celebrities, the rich elite, uh, you know, they pay their fair share. The top 1% of wage earners, and they're not necessarily multi-billionaires or celebrities or business tycoons. or I'm talking about the, the richest 1% of wage earners, people who actually go to work and earn a wage uh, whatever that wage may look like. I'm not talking about investors and people like that, but people who actually go to a job and earn a wage, the top 1% in this country pays 40% of the tax burden in this country. So enough with the rich doesn't pay their fair share nonsense. This state, in the state of California, simultaneously has the richest people in the country and the poorest in the country at the same time with the highest poverty rate and the highest homelessness rate. How does that happen, right? And 
If you look at the people that are taxed the highest and the most, it's always the middle class. They don't pay a higher percentage of their money towards taxes here in the state of California, but they but they make up the biggest chunk of people, which means you're taking money from a bigger pool, which means that's where most of your money is coming from. The answer is not to go socket to the rich. <clears throat> the answer is to lower your tax policies, not, not just in California, but nationwide. But if you lower it in the state and you just cut the spending so that you're, you're, you're wasting less money, then you would be siphoning less money away from the people who live here, the residents of California, and they would have more money to spend. So what else have they done to combat homelessness? Well, the brilliant gents and ladies over at the Newsom uh, House of Horrors have been handing out homeless uh, free things. Yeah, they've been giving out handouts to the homeless. And they've made this very well known, widely known, tons of handouts, all kinds of different uh, uh, entitlements that they've given to homelessness, uh, to the homeless, which has only increased the homeless rate. When you start giving things away to people and you start incentivizing them to stay in the situation that they're in, then they're going to stay in the situation that they're in. I know that's difficult for you liberals out there to understand because you have a mental disorder, but that is how things work. I know that you understand because for decades we've been going through this anti-smoking campaign where we just incentivize people to not smoke and smoking has gone down a little bit, right? But, but so you understand the concept, you just don't understand that it works across the board. If you offer handouts... You're incentivizing. And if you incentivize, then you realize people are going to stay in the place that they're at. Actually, liberals, part of them don't understand this. The other part understand it very well. They just want them to stay homeless. And they want them to be poor because they want them to be able to depend on them for everything because that's what happens. If you uh, provide an atmosphere where people are poor and and, and can't afford food and they can't afford uh, a home and they can't afford clothes and they can't afford anything, then you can offer yourself up as the savior and then you're guaranteed to stay in office making your $200,000 a year uh, income, which is dwarfed by the money you get from special interest that you never have to tell anybody about. So that's what they've done to combat homelessness. 31% of our uh, homeless here in the state of California are veterans, which is an effing embarrassment, a, a complete embarrassment. Okay, if you're a Californian out there and you're listening to these numbers and it doesn't piss you off, you're an idiot too. And maybe it's time for you to do what 200,000 people did in the last couple of years, and that is get the hell out of California. Because that's exactly what happened, right? In the state of California, the population decreased by 200,000 people in 2018. Let me say this to you real quick, too. 
those of you who know about the blue areas in the state of California and they're well known, Los Angeles County, Marin County, uh, places like San Francisco, um, those are the places that have the biggest problems, the highest COVID breakout, the highest crime rate, the highest poverty rate, the highest taxes, the, the, the highest um, rate of failing for public schools, all of them exist in the blue areas. Even though this is a blue state, there are a lot of red counties, and those counties are doing very well in all of these areas. But the state in general, and certainly the blue counties and the blue cities, are the absolute abomination of the state. So let's take a look in San Francisco, the city of lights. So amazing, Journey wrote songs about it. So amazing that people still take shits in the middle of the streets and you just have to walk around it where the strong, pungent smell of human dookie just rises up through the streets no matter where you are in the city of San Francisco, dodging shit and needles. That's what San Francisco is. 28,000 people left the city of San Francisco between 2019 and 2020. That is before COVID hit, y'all. And since COVID, they have just turned into even bigger Hitlers out there. Forced vaccine mandates. Forced mask mandates. You can't go anywhere. I was walking in San Francisco with my daughter, uh, I don't know, five, six months ago. And we were walking, uh, I don't even remember where we were. It might've been in the Marina District. Some guy rode by on his bicycle wearing a mask and screamed profanities at my daughter, calling her every name in the book because she didn't have a mask. My daughter at the time had just turned 15 years old. So he called her not only every name in the book because, you know, every derogatory female name, but also because my daughter is half Hispanic, called her every Hispanic uh, dirty word that you could possibly think of. Just an absolute embarrassment. That's what that stupid, disgusting, smelly, shitbox city is filled with. Those kind of people. And good, decent people who live in the city of San Francisco, of which it is difficult to find, are moving the hell out. Even lefties can't deal with their own policies. 28,000 people left your state? You had a, a net loss of 28,000 people in the city of San Francisco? Do you know how much ball juice you have to suck in order to get out, to, to say to yourself, oh my God, I got to get out of this city. Your city must suck so bad that even left-wingers who have created those policies and put them in place have said, nope, I'm out. 28,000 people left San Francisco in a year. And, and before COVID... So those of you thinking, well, you know, the COVID, shut your mouth. You don't know what you're talking about. Do research. Read a book every now and then, and you'll be able to see. And then you can mouth off the way I do. The reason I can mouth off the way I do is because I make sure that I pay attention to the facts, the data, and the history, and I understand what I'm talking about before I mouth off. That is the reason why I have sat in this chair and invited dozens of people to come in here and debate me on mask mandates, vaccine mandates, and every other left-wing policy, and nobody will take me up on it. They take me up on it, and they talk big, 
on social media. And then when I'm sitting here waiting for that door to open because we have an appointment with them, they never show up, which is par for the course. I expect nothing less from you lefties. You have a freaking mental disorder. It's based in narcissism. You have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. You make shit up as you go along. You make up facts all the time. That is a fact that's been happening for decades and decades and decades. What else in the state of California? Raging fires. Right now you're looking outside, you're seeing, you're smelling smoke. My truck was covered with ash this morning as I drove my daughter to school. Uh, and we live up the 50 corridor up, up in El Dorado County. <clears throat> so what are we doing to fix the fires? Well, the state made a decision to revive the fire suppression efforts, which is a practice that basically delays the inevitable and creates larger forest fires. And that is something that has been proven because if you look at the data, those policies, which includes not allowing people to clear cut dead brush, dead trees, to get that kindling out of the way so that we can actually have um, you know, some areas in California that don't, that don't have all this, this, you know, ready for fire brush acting as a tinderbox for the first, you know, spark that it sees, we end up lighting up like a Roman candle. And then we end up bringing fire men and women from all over different states and all over the state here to fight these fires. We have a ton of them right now in El Dorado Hills that came from Southern California up here uh, fighting the Calor fire. And for what? This is the same crap that happens every single year. Every year. Every year. What do you think? God just hates us? So he's like, screw this. I'm going to blow the joint up and light it up like a Roman candle. It's because of the policies that these imbeciles employ. And, and, the facts and the data and the research is absolutely crystal clear on this. Those policies directly contribute to the forest fires that we have every single year. And every single year, we scratch our head and can't figure out why the hell we're on fire. People being evacuated. Right now, my church down the street is a staging site for evacuees up in the Pollock Pines and up in El Dorado County, El Dorado County area. Same crap every year because of our failed asinine policies and the reintroduction by Gavin Newsom of the fire suppression policies, which has been an absolute monumental disaster. And people like Gavin Newsom and Joe Biden, who doesn't even know what day it is today, and all the rest of the lefties are so busy blaming you or Donald Trump or anybody else who, who wants to sit here and have a discussion about climate change. Everything's about climate change. People are escaping over the border because of climate change. Uh, we have fires because of climate change. Uh, you know, people are, are, are getting sick because of climate change. You know, people uh, uh, like candy corn because of climate change. Like, it's always something. And you've always got to find some inanimate object that you can't have any proof or no scientific evidence on to push the blame on because then it's impossible to disclaim. Absolute embarrassment of human beings you liberals in this state of california and gavin newsom your crybaby petulant child leader who destroyed san francisco and has destroyed this state any 
suggestion that he has done anything other than being an absolute abomination is a lie because we have the evidence. We have the data. You know, the results are in, homie. Let's see. Here we go. It's my gavel. The results are in. Gavin Newsom is an abortion. I'm sorry, he is. In this state, we also have laws of which we've talked about defunding the police. We're soft on criminals. The prosecution rate has gone down. SB 145 was passed, basically reducing sentences for sexual assault offenders, even for kids, is as young as 14 years old. Because I guess that the liberals in the state of California are thinking that the, the pedophile community is just not getting a fair shake. Embarrassment. Jerk-off morons. Absolute embarrassment. The state's on fire. Pedophiles rejoicing in the streets. Handing out, you know, entitlements to homeless to keep them homeless. Highest tax rate. Highest gas tax, highest gas prices, highest poverty rate, suicide rate through the roof, people leaving the state, and you're worried about making sure that the schools are enforcing a mask mandate for something that is unprovable in science. Imbeciles. Imbeciles. And the guy who's behind it all is that slicked back used car salesman, Gavin Newsom with his multi, multi, multi-million dollar bank accounts and his all for thee but not for me policies because every time that douche puts a, another new lockdown in place, guess who doesn't follow it? That's right. Gavin himself. What do they won? Well, Al, he's won a night at his restaurant where he's made millions of dollars and doesn't have to wear any masks and can hang out with 52 different family members from 52 different households. This is the kind of abomination that we're talking about. Wants schools to force mask mandates, but he sends his kid to a school without a mask. California has a government debt of $1.5 trillion. That means they owe the government that much money. Awesome. Way to, way to run the books. Fantastic. State population, as I mentioned before, uh, took a nosedive. 200,000 people left in 2018. 28,000 have left San Francisco. That was in the last quarter of the year before COVID. So the last quarter of 2019 saw 28,000 people bounce out of the city of San Francisco. Bye-bye. I guess they were sick and tired of stepping in human shit and dodging hypodermic needles. You have a rising crime rate, right? a rising homelessness, wildfires, rolling blackouts, highest taxes in the nation, highest poverty rate in the nation. All of these things that have happened has been because of the left-wing policies put in place. You may look at policies by conservatives, and not all conservatives are made equal. I'm not suggesting that they're the answer to all your problems, but as Dan Bongino says oftentimes, conservatives may not be the answer to all your problems, but left-wingers are definitely the reason for all your problems. 
Okay, we have to make tough decisions. Sometimes you have to cut government spending. Sometimes you have to take in less money from the people who are producing in this city. Uh, sometimes you have to figure out a way to give more money back uh, to the people who earn those wages so that they can make decisions on their own instead of you thinking that you can make the decisions better for them, which has been proven over time to not be the case. I mean, Stalin and Lenin and, and, and all of these... Mao, all these people have made their living and made their life and made their history uh, forcing others to do exactly what they say, live their life the way they want to. And, and how did that end up? And now what's happening? You're seeing companies that are, that are requiring vaccinations or they're going to fire your ass. You've seen the meme going around. You've got nurses and healthcare workers. They were heroes last year. Now they're being fired for not having a vaccine put into their body that we haven't even fully researched yet. And I don't care who you are out there. There is no denying those facts. I can see the data. I look at the data. I'm not suggesting that the vaccine has had no uh, positive impact. I've seen the data. I know that people who get COVID and they have the vaccine get it with less severe symptoms. I know that it cuts down on the death, already small, minute, minuscule death rate. Okay, but those of you who are suggesting that we should be forced to take it because it's doing just fine and it's, it's awesome and it's been researched and it's been proven and you're an idiot. You're an idiot, totalitarian, authoritarian lunatic. To sit there and suggest that people should have to go in and be forced into taking vaccinations. Would you do it to your children? Some of you twisted morons out there would say yes. And if you want to give it to your children, hey, knock yourself out. But forced vaccinations, forced mask mandates, walking around outside with two masks on? Are you serious right now? Are you serious? Really? 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 The Delta variant, yeah, the Delta variant, I know that. Variants, because of the nature of viruses, are always trying to find a way to get into the host. We are the host. It's not in the business of killing the host. Otherwise, mosquitoes carrying malaria would die from malaria. They find a host, and if a vaccine or immunity or white blood cells start attacking or an immune system starts attacking that virus, it has to find a way to mutate and, and turn into a different strain so that it can live somewhere. That's part of what viruses do. And that's why viruses in healthy people and people, you know, generally speaking, who are younger and healthier, don't really do anything other than cause a few days of, of, of inconvenience. They're not viruses that are carried in animals or water because those viruses don't give a crap if you live or die. The virus's job is to find a host and to live there. <laughs> in our body, its job is to fight those viruses off. I'm not suggesting the vaccines haven't done anything, but you can't sit there and take a vaccine that's been out for seven months and be like, yeah, this is totally good. The long-term uh, effects are uh, non-existent. You're an idiot. Stop talking. You should pack your shit and get the hell out of the country or get the hell off the planet. Why don't you take one of those flying dildos that, that, that the guy from Amazon made and fly to a different planet because you're a moron. And you, you morons 
are the ones running around suggesting people should be forced to take those vaccines and put a mask on, which every single indication and every single study has shown has done nothing to slow the spread of coronavirus at all. Nothing, 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 not one thing, nothing, nothing. And that's why when you fight with people about the mask mandates, they don't tell you about the, the facts and the data and the history and the research. They tell you about the feelings, right? It's always about emotional feelings. That's what liberals do. That's how they fight. That's how Gavin Newsom fights. You talk to him about homelessness and he goes on some rant trying to, to tug at your heartstrings. Every policy is based in emotion. Every single decision he makes is based in emotion because that's what liberals do. Their mentally disturbed head has to have an emotional response instead of a logical, intelligent, well-thought-out, data-driven response, period. End of story. Full stop. You're making me sweat. So mask mandates, vaccine passports... The emergency declaration that Gavin Newsom threw out there, just like every other Democrat in the country, every Democrat governor uh, has has acknowledged and, and jumped out with these declarations of emergency, which gives them unprecedented, uh, over-the-top power to make policy that you really can't argue with. And it allows unelected bureaucrats like Tony Fauci, that imbecile, to be able to make decisions that impact your life. The CDC is not a governing body. The CDC doesn't get to make laws. They can make recommendations, but because of the emergency declaration, they're using every word out of the CDC and Fauci and the rest of these morons mouths to lock you up, to lock down the state, to shut down your business, to tell you that you can go into a bar on a Tuesday at four, uh, but you have to order fries with your drink. Are you kidding me? And there are people listening to this right now who actually think that's logical. Those of you who think that that's logical and, and think that there's some sort of intelligent reasoning behind that, please, for the love of God, find me on Instagram at Boondock the Entertainer and message me privately so I can destroy your asinine argument to your face. You can either show up at the studio or you can go on and talk to me on social media. Our studio is 4420 Town Center Boulevard, Suite 130 in Eldorado Hills, inside the Town Center in Eldorado Hills. I will let you in. You can sit right here on this empty couch as I'm doing this show alone today because I don't want to infect anybody else with my irritation. I don't want my droplets to get onto people more than six feet away because I'm so angry. And we can debate these issues like, like gentlemen and ladies. We can have these conversations. But those of you who push the mask mandates and the vaccines have no data, have no research, have no scientific background uh, of your argument whatsoever. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a teacher. But I can read and I can decipher facts and I can look at data. And those pie charts help a lot too because even somebody as dumb as me can figure it out. And I do have medical training. And I have been talking in the public square for a couple of decades 
So the words that I use sometimes have weight. Sometimes people listen to what I say and take what I say seriously. So I take that responsibility very seriously. I don't come out here and say stuff. I I'm not I don't think the way I do because it because it aligns with somebody I like. Okay, I like certain people because they align with with the facts and the data and the history that that I've read and researched. I don't make this stuff up. There's no reason for it. I just rely on the facts. If I rely on the facts and the data, I can never be beaten a debate, ever. Unless you just don't want to talk facts and data or you just make the stuff up. But I'll debunk it every single time. And it's debunkable. I should just have a show called Debunkable. Bring your dumb ass in here and I'll debunkable everything that you talk about. I could sit here and go through three 40-ounce liquor bottles one after the other and still whoop anybody who wants to come in here and talk about the, the, the data-driven, scientific-backed reasoning for masks. So here's the, here's, the, here's the summary, and here's what we'll do to, 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 to end this, and let's figure this out. If you want these things to end so that you can take your freedom back, your independence back, your, your uh, ability to go places, do things, hang out with your family and friends, to make decisions on your own, to mitigate risk on your own. If you want to go back to that, then we have to do something about it. And the only way that you can do something about it is by recalling this douche on September 14th. I know there's going to be people that don't like the way I refer to him and they don't like my bravado and all that other stuff. And that's fine, man. That's fine. I'm not asking you to come hug it out with me. I'm not asking for a handy. Okay, I'm not asking you to like me on social media. I don't give a damn. I don't care if there's one person. I deleted my Twitter about six months ago. I had thousands and thousands and thousands of followers on Twitter. I deleted it and quietly got back on there so that I could mouth off. And I've only got like 100 followers now. I don't care about followers. I care about having a place where I can put my voice out. I, I care about trying to help other people empower themselves, right? Listen, if you don't have some sort of mass civil disobedience and just put your fingers to these people who want to force you to wear masks and force you to take a, 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 an experimental vaccine, then you are destined to become a socialist nation, and you have no one to blame but yourself if you do it. People ask me all the time, well, what, what am I supposed to do? What, what, what do you mean what are you supposed to do? If you go to your school and the school says we have a mask mandate, don't send your kids in masks. Go to the office. Tell them why. Go to the, go to the, uh, to the, to the uh, council meetings. Go to the uh, school board meetings. Explain why you're not doing it. They can't kick everybody out. They can't fire everybody. They can't arrest everybody. And oh, by the way, most people in this country, most sheriff deputies and, and sheriff departments in different counties in this, in this state are not going to enforce that stuff anyway because they don't believe it either. Until you take that ridiculous asshole mask off and just use your head. If you're sick, stay home. Okay, if you feel sick and you absolutely have to be out, then go get yourself an N95 and stay away from people if it's absolutely necessary. 
Wash your hands. Don't pick your nose. Don't rub your eyes if you haven't washed your hands. Things like that. Stay home if you're sick. Try to help others who are sick. If you know somebody who's sick and they, they, they need things, they have to get things done, offer your services to help so that we can help people get better. But mask mandates and forced vaccinations are not the answer. And if you don't stand up to this BS right now, I mean right now, then you are asking for trouble. And it is you that is causing the problem, not me, who has already told everyone to F off since the beginning of this thing. I told everybody that if you complied with that stupid-ass two-week lockdown and those mask mandates, if you complied with that at all, then you would be complying forever. And at some point, you've got to rise up and take your freedom and liberty back. I know it sounds dramatic, but it's true. And that's the only way. You know when somebody is, is testifying and they take the fifth, and because they took the fifth at the beginning, they then now have to take the fifth on every question? Otherwise, people are going to know which one they're lying about or what they don't want to talk about. That's how you are with the mask. You put the mask on at the beginning and now you're doing it all the time and there's nothing you can do about it now because you already capitulated and the government and the state looked at you and said, how far can we push these people? And apparently you can be pushed very far because they're like, holy crap, we pushed them almost over the edge. They'll do exactly what we say. Now we can force each other to fight each other. Remember when you were driving and you would see the billboards with like eight different people that had masks on and one of them said BLM and the other one said Antifa and the other one said, you know, LGBTQ, RSTUV. Remember those? You really think it's about health? Really? Especially when you look at all the other things the state does. So listen, I will say this. Help each other out. Love thy neighbor. Don't be caught up with the fact that the news in the country and this brain-dead dementia president that you, some of you elected, all 30 of you, uh, somehow is dividing the country. Don't, do not listen to the negative nonsense that Gavin Newsom spews on a daily basis trying to divide people from race, uh, religion, uh, divide people by economic status. Uh, it, it's just, it's, it's, non, it's non-stop. And Gavin Newsom and his imbecile, brain-dead, mental disorder, left-wing lunatic friends have been running this state into the ground for decades. And do not be fooled by the fact that we had Pete Wilson as a Republican governor because that dude ran into a buzzsaw because everyone knows that all the power is in the legislature the same way all the power is in, is in the Congress. But governors can do certain things like lift mask mandates, reduce regulation, and, and remove the declaration of emergency, which restores power back to the cities, the counties, and the people of the, Cal- of the state of California. Larry Elder, Kevin Kiley, just two that I know specifically that I've talked to, have already promised that they will get rid of the emergency order, which is why a lot of this is happening, why you're seeing mass mandates, uh, you know, the recommendation for, for uh, vaccines. Now they're demanding records of people who don't have it through people's employers. These things will only continue and they will get worse with school closings, forced uh, vaccinations, forced mask mandates, um, lockdowns, 
All of it's coming. If you think COVID is going away, you're tripping. We need to focus on therapeutics and, and focus on trying to protect ourselves as we move forward with this virus the same way we move forward with the flu virus. It is absolutely imperative that we focus on that and we get rid of this guy who has declared a state of emergency, which allows him to force all these things on us because school closures, mask mandates, forced vaccines, business closures, lockdowns, those are all coming unless on September 14th, you vote to get rid of this guy. When you get your ballot, the first question is, shall Gavin Newsom be recalled? And shit, yeah, isn't an option, but yes is, so pick that one. Just put yes and then when you put it in the envelope, if you're going to do the, the, the lying, cheating mail-in vote thing, make sure that people can't see the yes vote in the ballot, okay, or in the envelope. Go vote in person. Find out from your county, from the elections department in your county, where the voting place is and go vote in person and turn your ballot in. Yes, he shall be recalled. Yes, yes, yes. And then who you pick after that is up to you. I've put together an hour-long interview with Kevin Kiley so you can see where he stands. Larry Elder has been out there. Cox has been out there. Uh, there have been others as well. Caitlyn Jenner, others. Okay, all of those people, even Democrats, want to see this clown gone. It is imperative that you go on September 14th and vote yes for the governor to be recalled. Now, once you vote yes, then after that, it is up to you to figure out who you want to vote for. But we have got to vote for somebody and we've got to make a stand. If you don't take a stand right now against mask mandates, forced vaccinations, closures, school cl uh, shutdowns, lockdowns, and all of this stuff, if you don't say no now, if you don't stand up right now, then we are doomed. And you have nobody but yourself to blame. And bitching and crying and moving to Idaho is not going to fix the problem. You need to fix this state right now, and you can do it September 14th. Send a huge message, which would send shockwaves all over the country, telling governors that we're not going to put up with overreach anymore. So let's end this emergency declaration. Let's use our heads. Let's be smart about how we do things. Let's love each other. But let's hold each other accountable as well and vote yes to recall this clown on September 14th. I'm Boondock. This is Fearless Politics, Spotify, iTunes, and on YouTube, you can check it out at the Podcast Lounge. We'll see you next time.